the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As a constitutional law attorney, former senior legal advisor and personal counsel to President Donald J. Trump, Jenna Ellis believes in the rule of law and the importance of integrity in our elections. And she's ready to tackle the big cultural and legal issues facing America. This is The Jenna Ellis Show. Here is your host, Jenna Ellis. Happy New Year, friends, and welcome to the very first 2022 episode of The Jenna Ellis Show. I am so excited to be back with you for another year, and we have a lot of exciting announcements, actually, for this show and headed into the new year, and I'm really appreciative of everyone who has uh, joined and everything that you have all said in terms of encouragement and appreciation for the discussions that we have on this show, the great guests that have come on. So I'm excited about everything that is in store for 2022. And so before we get to the announcement, uh, first, you know that the Biden administration has caused a financial crisis and they have no clue how to fix it. Oil prices have skyrocketed. And when oil prices go up, not only do your expenses go up, but the cost of transportation and shipping spikes, leading to the prices of goods to rise. We're already seeing record inflation, and that is the very last thing that we need. Did you guys see Kamala Harris uh, last week? That was really, really, really embarrassing that she had no idea about inflation. No idea about anything. The Biden administration has no idea. So our economy is in trouble and you need to take steps to protect yourself. If all of your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you may be vulnerable. So gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your own gold. It's real, it's physical, and it has always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company that I trust for investing in gold. They can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship gold and precious metals safely and securely to your home. So call Legacy Precious Metals today. Maybe it's a New Year's resolution at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. All right, so very exciting. So many of you who have listened to this show have asked me, well, what about video? So we are going to be starting a video stream for the Jenna Ellis show, uh, starting probably somewhere January 10th. Stay tuned. And so we will be streaming on Rumble, YouTube until they kick us off. And uh, those channels, as well as posting some clips on my social media. So we're really excited to launch that and just give you another way to interact with the show. So definitely follow me on all social media. Um, You already know my handle at Jenna Ellis ESQ. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Getter, Gab, uh, you know, all of those. So (laughs) if if there's a social media, I'm on it. So uh, we're really, really excited to be launching video uh, starting this month and into the new year. So the new year, uh, speaking of the new year, has been um, really, I think, an interesting projection as we're all moving forward into 2022, hoping that we will get back to an emphasis on 
life and liberty and understanding the proper role of government. And I want to encourage everyone as you are looking forward into the new year, we talked last week about resolutions, trusting God and um, moving forward. Are you prepared in 2022 to take a stand for truth? Um, that's my other resolution. And in thinking about this um, over the weekend and over last week, I had an opportunity um, to talk with my very good friend who's been um, a pastor to me, and I've actually been uh, his attorney. You all know uh, Pastor John MacArthur out in uh, California at Grace Church and the fight that we went through last year um, and actually over the past two years with the church closure situation and how um, the, the county of Los Angeles was completely arbitrary, overbearing and um, just really crazy, to be honest, um, and how they had in the midst of COVID, um, they were t- specifically targeting churches and um, and people of faith to say, we're going to treat you completely disparately, and we are going to say that churches have to close while uh, things like strip clubs can be deemed essential businesses and stay open in the midst of COVID. Um, so obviously you all know that story and how uh, we prevailed, but more importantly, God prevailed and the truth of the gospel of Christ prevailed, that Christ is the head of the church, not Caesar, not some petty tyrant. And so Pastor MacArthur heading into 2022 is taking a stand on biblical sexual morality. And we've talked about that issue on this show, um, but in the sense of being willing to speak truth and being willing to take a stand on issues that, you know, as I was thinking about this, honestly, shouldn't be controversial. It shouldn't be controversial to say that this is what the Bible teaches, period. Now, some people may not believe in the truth of the Bible, and uh, that's why we have churches. That's why we can evangelize. That's why um, with the free exercise of religion, we are supposed to share our faith so that we win people for the truth and the best explanation of the reality to which we're presented. So the gospel has always been controversial in the sense that it's not popular. But in terms of being able to present the truth and taking a stand, even if the culture doesn't appreciate it, doesn't like it, is very hostile to the gospel, it shouldn't be controversial for the Christian to say, here I stand. I can do no other. Here I stand. This is not my opinion. This is what the Bible says. And um, so last week, Pastor MacArthur and Grace Community Church took a moment to call pastors to stand united on biblical sexual morality. And if you go to gracechurch.org, this is a posting that you can read, and I also shared it on social media as well. Um, But this is a call for pastors to stand, and you can sign your name to it. I signed my name to it. Obviously, I'm not a pastor. Um, You all know my opinion, and I don't believe that Uh, The Bible teaches that women can have that role in the church. We can certainly teach truth. Um, I do that hopefully here every day, but I don't call myself or hold myself out to be a pastor. But I signed on to this to support the idea and the philosophy and the fundamental truth that pastors are called to take a stand, particularly within the church and also in the wider community. So this is what it says. Uh, Dear Minister of the Gospel. I write to you this Christmas season to call your attention to an urgent matter in which the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is under attack. On December 22nd, I received an email from Pastor James Coates of Grace Life Church 
of Edmonton in Alberta, Canada. You will remember that he was recently imprisoned for keeping his church open during the COVID-19 lockdowns. James is a graduate of the Master Seminary, segue, that's uh, John MacArthur, and uh, that's his seminary that's affiliated with the church. So um, that's also where my mom is a graduate. So we're, we're very uh, proud of uh, to be associated with the Master Seminary. Um, going back to this note, and co-author with Dr. Nathan um, Boussaints, I think is how you pronounce that, of an excellent new book, God and Government. And James' recent email gave me insight into the Canadian government's decision to pass Bill C-4, which, quote, directly comes against parents and counselors who would seek to offer biblical counsel with respect to sexual immorality and gender, unquote. James indicates that it could be used to criminalize evangelism. To clarify the bill, James forwarded this email from Pastor Andrew uh, DiPartolo. Dear John, thank you so much for your willingness not only to shine a light on the situation here in Canada, but also your partnership in calling other men to preach on biblical sexuality on January 16th in unity and solidarity with ministers here in Canada. I and we are, are truly grateful for your ministry and service. Bill C-4 passed through the House and Senate without opposition. Not a single dissenting vote was cast by any member of the Conservative Party. It was received with royal assent on December 8th, which means that it will come into law after January 8th, 2022. The bill will amend the criminal code in Canada to ban conversion therapy. It will criminalize, among other things causing another person to undergo conversion therapy, promoting or advertising conversion therapy. In the preamble of the bill, it says that the belief that, quote, heterosexuality, cisgender identity, and gender expression that conforms to the sex assigned to the person at birth are to be preferred over other sexual orientations, gender identities, and gender expressions is a, quote, unquote, myth. Can you believe this? According to Canadian law, as of January 8th, 2022, the belief in God's design for marriage and sexuality will now be seen as a myth. The bill defines conversion therapy as, quote, a practice, treatment, or service designed to change a person's sexual orientation to heterosexual, change, change a, person, a person's gender identity to cisgender, change a person's gender expression so that it conforms to the sex assigned to the person at birth, repress or reduce non-heterosexual attraction or sexual behavior, repress a person's non-cisgender gender identity, or repress or reduce a person's gender expression that does not conform to the sex assigned to the person at birth. This definition is intentionally broad, and it can be clearly used against any preacher or elder who either speaks against homosexuality or transgenderism, or who counsels a person to obey Christ and abandon their homosexual transgender actions and lifestyle. This means as of January, 20, uh, January 8th, 2022, it will be against the law to preach, teach, or counsel regarding God's design for marriage and sexuality. Everyone, and this is actually going back to the, law, to the uh, Canadian law and quoting this, everyone who knowingly causes another person to undergo conversion therapy, including by providing conversion therapy to that person, is guilty of an indictable offense and is liable to imprisonment for a term of not more than five years. Similarly, everyone who knowingly promotes or advertises conversion therapy is guilty of an indictable offense and liable to imprisonment for a term of not more than two years. 
Uh, so then this letter goes on from Andrew DiPartolo that says on January 16th, 2022, faithful men across this country, meaning in Canada and many in the United States as well, will be preaching on God's design for marriage and a biblical ethic of sexuality. We will be doing so illegally, declaring to the state that there is one God and one Lord over his church and that Christ alone gets to both define marriage and to dictate what is required in the pulpit. We are honored that our American brothers will be joining us in this. Please feel free to let me know if you have any questions or require more information. Yours in Christ, Andrew DiPartolo, Teaching Elder Encounter Church. So the letter from Grace Community Church goes on to say, from John MacArthur, I'm eager to support our Canadian brothers and to preach on biblical sexuality, uh, biblical sexual morality on January 16th, and I invite you as a faithful pastor to do the same. Our united stand will put the Canadian and U.S. governments on notice that they have attacked the word of God. We are all well aware of the evil power and destructive influence of the homosexual and transgender ideology. Our government is bent not only on normalizing this perversion, but also legalizing it and furthermore criminalizing opposition to it. In 2012, California passed Senate Bill 1172 banning gay conversion alongside New York, New Jersey, and Nevada. In doing this, the California government sought to prohibit any correction of an unbiblical view of sexual identity because, quote, California has a compelling interest in protecting the well-being of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender individuals, unquote. And on August 18th, 2020, the Democrat Party declared at the National Convention that it would, quote, ban harmful conversion therapy practices, unquote. The Obama administration appointed more than 250 LGBTQ plus people to serve in the government. The Biden administration has promised to increase that number, and they have done so thus far. As aggressive as this political priority is to make perversion safe from criticism in the United States, Canada is even further ahead. On November 29, 2021, the House of Commons passed Bill C-4 with a completely unanimous vote, amending the code to include conversion therapy. Since this law takes effect on January 8, 2022, faithful Canadian pastors are going to preach on the issue, calling for a biblical understanding of sexual sin, the eternal judgment that falls on the unrepentant and gospel-rejecting sinners, and the grace of God in the gospel, which offers forgiveness to those who repent and believe in Christ. In 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11, Paul clearly articulates why we must speak the truth. Quote, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor the drunkards, nor the revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. All sinners need conversion, but this list focuses specifically on the sexually immoral, the adulterers, the effeminate, and homosexuals who will not inherit the kingdom of God. Our calling as gospel ministers is to preach the truth, confront sin, and call all men to repentance and the obedience good news to the that achieves soul conversion and saves sinners from eternal wrath. Will you stand with me and our Canadian brothers and confront in a spirit of love and mercy the damning sins legalized in our culture? 
Will you join the nationwide effort to preach on a biblical view of sexual morality on January 16th, 2022, and proclaim the gospel of salvation that is now being criminalized? If we all stand strong on this conviction together, the government forces of evil will be put on notice that divine love and sovereign grace compel us to be faithful to proclaim radical transformation at any cost. This world system and its human governments will gladly send people to hell, but our calling is to rescue people with the truth. If you will join us, please sign your name below and take a stand for truth of the saving gospel. Pastor John MacArthur. Vaccines have not eliminated the Chinese Fauci virus, so we all need extra protection for our immune systems. My friends at Centurion Labs have combined five key ingredients to defend your immune system against allergies, colds, the flu, and even coronaviruses. Yes, there's more than one coronavirus. They've been around for a long time. And this is called the Centurion Defender, and it incorporates vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, copper, and quercetin in just one capsule. No more swallowing 10 pills a day or not taking supplements because the individual cost is too high. So take one Defender with breakfast, one Defender with dinner, and keep living your life. Just like the Centurions of Rome led by example and held themselves to the highest possible standards, Centurion Labs has dedicated the last 15 years to research and develop safe, effective, and affordable healthcare products made in the USA that you can trust. So for a limited time, listeners of The Jenna Ellis Show can save 20% off their first order of Centurion Defender when you visit centurionlabs.com forward slash Jenna and use the promo code Jenna. That's J-E-N-N-A. Defend your health today with Centurion Defender. That's centurionlabs.com forward slash Jenna and the promo code J-E-N-N-A. I would really urge all of you as well um, and echo my dear friend and uh, client, John MacArthur, in asking you to please stand with all of the Christians across the world, especially here in the United States and in Canada, to stand in support of the biblical definition of sexual morality. If you are a pastor listening to this or anyone um, who's listening to this, that you have a home church, please encourage your pastor to go to gracechurch.org to sign this statement. There have been, as of today's date, about 3,000 signatures and also encourage your pastor to stand up firmly and teach the truth on January 16th. Uh, we should be teaching the truth daily. We should always be standing boldly for the gospel message, regardless of what the government says is illegal about the biblical worldview. There is nothing whatsoever in the actual legitimate authority of any government to force any individual or pastor from speaking the truth. And as we continue on um, and focus in 2022 on this show's focus and emphasis in particular, I'm going to pledge to you and stand firmly with Pastor John MacArthur, with these pastors across the country and say, I will stand boldly for truth and always speak truth of the gospel of Christ on this program because that is the most important fundamental uh, thing that we can possibly do as human beings made in the image of God that are put here on earth for the time that we're given is to spread the gospel, to spread the truth. And the reason that politics is important to talk about as conservatives, but most importantly as Christians, is so that we can continue to protect 
our God-given right to teach the truth. We are so blessed to live in a society that actually recognizes religious liberty, does not force us to participate in one particular religion over another, and can't compel us to speak anything that we don't agree with or prohibit us from speaking things that we sincerely believe about our religion. So as we move forward into 2022, politics is important. Everyone that we vote for is important. But politics has to be put in context. Politics is not a goal and an end game in and of itself. Politics is all about making sure that we're simply protecting our rights. And for 2022 and beyond, as we've seen over the last two years, especially in the midst of the fight that John MacArthur and Grace Community Church uh, went through, how important it is to stand firmly for religious liberty, for our First Amendment that simply recognizes that our right to free exercise of religion is fundamental and it's protected. And we have to stand firmly and engage in the political square so that we can, without government penalty, engage in the truth. And it's important to understand that in our lifetimes, this isn't a new battle. This has been a battle that has been since the very beginning and since uh, really Genesis 3 in the fall and everything that has come after sin entered the world, it has always been a struggle for power that men want to be like God. And they also want to uh, compel lies and pervert the truth. And so this is a modern hostility to truth, but it's not a new one. Um, As King Solomon recognized in the Bible, there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, We see that in Ecclesiastes. Um, These fights maybe are fought on different battlegrounds and in different ways and with different lies and different perversions um, and different applications, but it's the same fundamental battle. It's always a hostility to truth. If Satan and the enemy and um, the forces of evil can stop even one person from believing in truth, that's what they're looking for. That's the win. So we as Christians have to make sure that we understand and protect uh, not only the truth and that we stand boldly and teach the truth in any platform available, whether you're in the pulpit or whether you're like me and you're in uh, the public square or whether you are around your family dinner table um, speaking to friends and family or your community, whatever platform God has given you, speak truth and speak truth boldly. Religious liberty in this country is all about recognizing this truth. Christ is the head of the church and not the government. That should be all the clarification that government needs. But this essential truth has been largely forgotten and neglected in favor of government edicts and ushered under the auspices of accepted science. The science, or trust the science, has become the modern 2022 battleground. And the truth of Christ being the head of the church, has become further distorted in practical application because generally we tend to emphasize here in America on protections for exercising our religion rather than protections against compelled participation in conduct that violates our religion. The language of the Constitution provides that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, which expressly includes prohibitions on government for both prescribing and prescribing 
religious exercise. So this is a really important point moving forward and standing firmly and boldly in speaking truth. We don't have compulsory church attendance like uh, compulsory education laws here in this country. And the history on this element of religious freedom, I'd really encourage you to go and study this. It's really actually very fascinating, uh, given what our founders knew coming from um, the Church of England and that break from uh, the Catholic Church and the history uh, with Henry VIII and how um, th- the world in European nations had an established religion and how religious liberty was fought for for centuries uh, before our founders. And what differentiates and defines our religious freedom in this country and how it's protected under the First Amendment and why we aren't yet fearing uh, what the Canadians are fearing when we preach the truth about uh, human sexuality and the biblical view is that the government can't compel us to stop teaching the truth, but it also can't compel us to participate in speech and in action that violates our sincerely held religious beliefs. And we have to make sure that the government still understands that. That's still part of the Constitution. That's not going to change. But in the application of it, we're seeing that the secularists and especially these petty tyrants are trying to manipulate the language of the Constitution and apply the rule of law in a fundamentally unconstitutional way. And so what defines compelled action in government is that it it is inherently religious in nature. Um, What defines that conduct and what is is inherently religious and what we would therefore object to, that's still an ongoing legal and legislative battle today. And you don't have to look any further than, for example, instances of bakers and florists um, and others who object on the basis of their religious faith to participate in events that violate their conscience. And so when we analyze the protections of our Constitution that rightly does provide, for example, for biblical counseling, for pastoral teaching, parental rights, um, so many other contexts for the Christian, government should neither compel nor prohibit participation in conduct that is not viewpoint neutral. So in other words, the state cannot discriminate based on the message advocated. The Supreme Court has recognized viewpoint neutrality as one of the major tasks for legitimate government action. But what constitutes, quote unquote, neutrality has been overshadowed by this God of our age, which is, of course, trust the science. That's what we're seeing pushed by the government. And so many of the recent and ongoing attacks in this country, and we're only probably a few years behind Canada, thankfully, we have our First Amendment. But most of those attacks on religious freedom are coming from this extreme leftist position that secularism or trust the science should be the established religion and viewpoint of the country. It is a worldview. It is a religion. The leftist saints are doctors. Their words have to be trusted as the prevailing viewpoint. And according to this new religion, Christians should be compelled to participate in whatever is popularly defined as whatever the science shows, right? Whatever the science shows, that's what we have to believe. Even when participation in what the leftists claim the science shows violates the tenets of our faith and of our conscience, So, of course, the secularists wouldn't frame it this way because their goal is to excise God from society completely. 
they advocate for their position as effectively religious viewpoint neutral because it's for, quote unquote, health and safety, right? Which importantly includes mental health, LGBTQ, all of these human sexuality standpoints in a very broad category. But the reality is that secularism is a belief system and it is a worldview. So demanding, for example, that counselors and pastors trust the science and participate in gender-affirming pronouns that don't match the biological sex of the person, LGBT-affirming views of human sexuality, or other conduct that the left claims as science That is just as much First Amendment territory as practicing our faith and affirming that God created men and women with gender as an immutably biological characteristic and gender is inextricably linked to sex. So government forcing you or me to affirm or participate in conduct and speech that is contrary to our faith is a violation of our religious freedom, even if it is on the basis of quote unquote science. So in every instance, we have to go back to the U.S. Constitution and look at the underlying philosophy on which our First Amendment was designed. When we look at the role of the state, our founders began with the unanimous recognition of self-evident truth that our rights are God-given and the sole legitimate duty of civil government is to preserve and protect our rights. This includes the right of every person to determine for himself or herself what they believe about God how they want to participate or not in religious activities. And those religious activities can and should be very broadly defined for the purposes of First Amendment protections. So, for example, what one person may not consider an inherently religious activity, another person who maybe is more religious or part of a different religion absolutely would. So this is why conscience protections are incredibly important in the law, regardless of what the state believes is the prevailing science on the matter. So if the state is left to inquire into the adequacy of religious activity, it would most certainly not determine cake making or gender pronouns or anything in that sphere to be similar in nature, for example, to baptism or church attendance. That doesn't seem to the state, and they're making this point that that is not an inherently religious activity like baptism or church attendance. But the obvious danger of this is that it leaves the state to determine the best standards and practices for the Christian in the area of counseling, pastoring, parenting, health decision-making, education. And it's not hyperbole to suggest that religious persecution is happening today. It's obviously happening in Canada, like John MacArthur is pointing out, but it is also happening today in America as well. It's coming in the form of compelling Christians to participate in and affirm a viewpoint on essential truth that is fundamentally in conflict with our religion. We have to take a stand and say no. When it comes to parental rights, biblical counseling, pastoral care and teaching, all of these different forums, Christians must be able to exercise our religious freedom by affirming and participating in our religion and our religious beliefs, but also rejecting and withdrawing from speech and conduct that is in conflict with our religion and our religious beliefs. So when the state compels viewpoints on best practices for faith-based counseling, for the pastor, the government is violating the right of conscience and the right of free exercise for the Christian pastor or counselor to provide biblically-based counseling and teaching. 
So for example, prohibiting detransition therapy, like what Canada is doing, conversion therapy, or any other viewpoint that's contrary to the biblical position on human sexuality is an attempt by the state to compel religious exercise to confirm its its true and preferred viewpoint. So our founders properly understood the role of civil society and government is to protect the family and the church's role to choose for ourselves what we believe about God. The point of the First Amendment is to protect our freedoms, speech, association, free exercise of religion. You've heard me say this before. That is our first and foremost triad of freedoms. And that there's a reason it's part of the First Amendment. We have to be able to freely speak together about truth. We have to be free as families to choose a counselor and church attendance based on our sincerely held religious beliefs. Pastors have to be free to teach the full truth and counsel based on the biblical worldview of every aspect of the gospel, including the truth about sin and its effects on humanity. This is what John MacArthur and all of these other pastors across the country and across Canada are going to stand up and teach on January 16th. And Christian counselors have to be free to provide faith-based counseling, regardless of the cultural majority view and the state religion of the prevailing science. So why, why is it that secular counselors and pastors can advocate and advise for their own pervert, uh, perverted and preferred viewpoint? So on things like no-fault divorce, abortion, medications, interventions, health measures, Uh, remedies, all of these things that are from their own sincerely held beliefs about God, which, by the way, expressly rejects biblical truth on these matters and the human condition. But it's just the Christian counselor and pastor and parent that can't and are told they shouldn't in all of these areas. This is what Canada is forcing to be uh, illegalized. And they're forcing the Christian to stand back from our sincerely held religious beliefs. And as Americans, we're truly blessed to live in a country that recognizes truth in our highest law of the land, that we are free to believe, but also to act according to our conscience and our faith. And in fact, this is precisely what faith is, belief in the truth of God and acting according to that truth. If we only or merely believe in God, but we can't speak or act on that belief, we are no longer exercising our religion. So we can't abdicate the responsibility of exercising our faith in favor of the state determining for us best practices in these areas. That's what Canada is trying to do. The Bible says in uh, 2 Timothy 3.16, Quote, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So as Christians, we must carefully and vigilantly safeguard our freedom to exercise religion in every area of life, including the church, the counseling room, the classroom, around the dining room table, and in the public square. There is not one place or area of life that God's commands do not touch or concern. And therefore, my friends, this obligates to every Christian the duty of exercising our faith. That's believing and acting in every area of life. So please, please, please join Pastor MacArthur on January 16th of 2022. Go to gracechurch.org. And sign that statement, stand with him, 
And if you are a pastor, use that Sunday on January 16th to stand firmly in the biblical truth of human sexuality. But every Christian, every single day of 2022, make it our mission to exercise our religious freedom, to advocate for truth, to stand strongly and say, not only is this what I believe, but I'm acting on it and I am going to teach the truth of God and I'm going to participate in politics and in government, not because we want the clash, not because it's Republican versus Democrat, but because this is truth versus non-truth. This is about liberty and freedom. Fundamentally, this is about the right to speak truth boldly and not be prohibited by our government from exercising our faith. So as we move forward into 2022, stand boldly and firmly for truth and understand why it's so important that we continue to be committed, faithful, and very influential and engaged citizens of this great country because we cannot get to the place that Canada is getting to. We are going to have, at the end of this week, a very important oral argument at the United States Supreme Court that we're going to talk about later this week about the OSHA mandates and whether or not the government can compel you or me to inject a vaccine fundamentally against a lot of our sincerely held religious beliefs. And there are so many things that we are going to confront in 2022 and beyond because we've been confronting these issues that are separate and apart from biblical truth since original sin. We have been faced with a world that is sinful, that is wanting to snuff out and shut out the light of truth. And as Christians, we have to be bold regardless of what comes. But that is why I'm committing to standing up even more boldly and not only speaking truth, but also to continue to be engaged citizens so that our government protects our liberties instead of what Canada is doing to its own citizens and taking away their right to sincerely and faithfully exercise their faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.